I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, Jim White, Dave White, and Super Dave. Hi, everybody. Morning. Morning, everybody. How's everybody feeling today? We're good. Froggy. It's, yeah. it's podcast day. Super Dave does seem pretty froggy today. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Not let's kick all. off the pledge. I pledge, pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comforts of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just our opinion. Episode 93 did pretty good. That's the uh, Rebecca DeSoto episode, 528 downloads. So pretty happy with that. We got a lot of compliments on that podcast. My mom actually called me. Never called me in 93, epi- 93 episodes. <laughs> My mom called me and said, that was an excellent podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That's she, awesome. she yeah. really enjoyed Rebecca, and then she asked me if I had an appointment with her. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was just going to joke, you know, thanks, Rebecca, since last week you've made me a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. She was just a rock star. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was just, she's just one of those, like, good people. And whatever cool on a stool. Is. Yeah. yeah, well, just, well yeah. spoken. Yep. Just yeah. jump right in any conversation. Yeah, I mean, fit in like, like a dude, yeah. right? I mean, you don't want to like say that that way, but yeah, she's just, just a dude. Well, I mean, we've had dudes up here that didn't assimilate as well as she did. A cool yeah. dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> cool, cool dudette. Yeah, I was hey, little... I'm gonna seriously think about changing my 401k to a Roth you 401k. Should. Yeah. You should think about it. You should, just you should do, do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could do that right there. now. Yep. I do have ben, some... Joanne uh, can help you out with that after the episode. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and you walk right past her office. Do sure, not pass go. Sure, it's just a form <laughs> to fill out, huh? Joanne, we need to fix this. It's just a switch. She just got to move it over. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Just remember, when you move one lever just, one way, another lever moves another push way. Push this one, you pull that one. <laughs> yeah, that's no <laughs> doubt, Dave. <laughs> Two levers that, move the other that, way. That means taxes will come out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was a little worried with Rebecca just from emailing her. She's very clearly very intelligent, and I thought she was going to be a little stiff, but mm-hmm. she was great. Yeah. No, she was awesome. No, yeah. Uh, we had 40, we were at 44.4 
thousand total downloads and we have 212 followers we need three more followers so if you're listening today or this week and you don't follow click that follow button so 215 is our goal 215 is our next goal <laughs> by next week perfect yep. yeah that's awesome are, Man. We, are we like syndicated at 50,000 downloads do we get like syndicated <laughs> so we can start playing reruns and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Who's, who's going to go out and sell our airtime to somebody? Yes. Yeah, they don't know what they're missing. Man, you guys won't get, guess who I saw this morning. Your wife. I did see her. Yeah. <laughs> guess who I saw this morning, BD? Work here? Do they work here? Everybody I looked at. <laughs> Man. Oh, holy smokes. Time for the dad joke challenge. Yeah. That is mine. <laughs> oh. You don't like my vision joke, BD? It was good. That's it how good. it's that's how I roll. <laughs> well, I have the not maybe it might not be too polite, but uh along with the vision here, um what's the difference between a rookie truck driver and a toilet? Oh man! <laughs> well, uh, that's on the this, low road, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, this can have something to do with skid marks. And this is pl- this is Plan B for you because I heard Plan A. <laughs> yeah, I was really worried he was going to roll Plan A out. Yeah, I don't know that Plan B is going to be much better. It's time for the bleep button. <laughs> well, this could be so. So, what's the difference between a rookie truck driver and a toilet? Don't know. <laughs> a toilet can sometimes back up without hitting shit. that is awesome that is is low road appropriate yeah no doubt yeah well i'll I'll just jump in there so i i've been worried my hair's getting a little thin in the back and i kind of was looking around and i actually ran across a wig for a dollar i thought it was a small price to pay That was uh, it. That was it. I don't no, get it, man. <laughs> to pay. Well, I'm going to save us from destruction here. Everybody knows that our good friend Donald Trump's been in the news lately, right? Really? Indicted. <clears throat> so I got a couple Trump jokes. Did y'all hear how Trump responded when he was questioned about how to deal with Hurricane Florence? <laughs> no. <laughs> he said, pay her the same as Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. (laughs) And then Abraham Lincoln, he couldn't tell a lie. Richard Nixon, he couldn't tell the truth. Donald Trump, he can't tell the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Were those jokes or the truth? (laughs) Right? Uh, Small facts about Donald Trump. Donald Trump facts. Uh, Yeah, I just saw this morning that he's talking, they're talking about indicting him now in Arizona. Oh, wow. on, the, on the racketeering? I, I, oh, a, did he try to um, catch what for? You know, influence the Arizona vote as well as like Georgia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, that's he? just my assumption, right, Dave? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not engaging in any of that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rough. It's like the super drama, to, you know, yeah. drama and where it should never be drama. Right. What are we really supposed to be looking at? Yeah. So yeah, because as we're concentrating on that, what are they doing behind her back? Exactly. Nothing Brother Dave, us. I know you, you know. You got Joe, your finger on the We really need to concentrate on how many loads we need to haul from Fairplay today. <laughs> 82. <laughs> 82 right. is the yeah, number, huh? 82 is the number. So. We can do that. Well, luckily we have new people to help us do that. So new employees this week. We got Mark Sanchez, 
Leon Schnacker and Joseph West. Welcome to the fleet, guys. Right welcome, you yeah, guys. Welcome, you guys. Glad yeah. to have you. Got some good anniversaries and celebrations, I should say, this week. Anniversaries yesterday, Marco Gutierrez, one year. Wow, very cool. Yep. This Friday, the 18th, Veronica Ariola, two years. Ah, Way to go, V. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Good for you. I feel like Veronica's been here longer than that just because of all the things she's done. Oh, right. man, you know she I mean? just participates in everything, yep. doesn't she? Just yep. what a rock star. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she's a super mom. Yep. Yeah, sure. she's definitely stepped up and paid attention. I heard on this this morning on the radio early with Paco helping him out with some Coors paperwork. Mm. And she was just like, hey, just call me and I'll, I'll help you out. It's good stuff. Mama Veronica. Yep. Yep. Birthdays. Happy belated birthday to Melvin Walton. His birthday was on August 5th. Uh, we missed that just because he was new and the list came out before he was hired. Yeah, perfect. So. Well, happy birthday, Melvin. Yep. Happy birthday, Melvin. Uh, Monday the 14th, Mickey Kendrick had a birthday. And then this Saturday, Hugh Chi Lee. His birthday is Saturday the nineteenth. So happy birthday, everybody! Happy right birthday, on. everybody! Awesome, you guys. Happy birthdays! Yep. Yeah, I know you mentioned it. I just really hope the the new guys, you know, listen to the podcast. You know that we've we've got that message across, and hopefully, I know Jr. is probably talking to him, and the trainers probably talk, talking to him and stuff. But you know, it it just me like Melvin, fairly new guy, missed his birthday because it mm-hmm. well, wasn't on the list. But is he listening to the podcast? So yes, almost yeah. all of the trainers listen. During their training, in other words, when they have the new guy with them, they sure. listen. Whether you would the, think so, the new guy continues beyond that. I don't know, yeah. but um, they all do listen on the Wednesday that they're training the guy. Yeah, just mm. asking everybody to listen, and you know, it takes the other guys that are listening to get the word out. Because if you're not listening, you don't hear what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have actually ran across in my one-on-one meetings after they've been here a week or two that some of the trainers have not listened to the podcast with their trainees. So mm. not all of them do it every time. But recently, in the last couple of weeks, I've been getting a lot of yeses. So. Good. Hey, I don't know. I mean, it might be in there, but I'm just thinking about that, talking about new trainers. And I know several people have stepped up to help Super Dave train. And if you are a new trainer, hey, a, a tip just to throw it out here. I don't know, if, like I said, if it's on the list or not. But if you're letting one of your trainees back up, make sure you're out of the truck. Please just don't sit in the passenger seat and mm. and – because you're, you're at a weird angle sitting in the passenger seat and you're trusting them to back up, but you're also doing the training. So hop out, make sure they level, make sure they're they're fitting in the bend. You know, you I know you're not right there teaching them inside the cab, but uh, at least an accident won't happen. So uh, some of the new guys that are training for Super Dave and helping us out, please just, you know, be aware an accident should never happen if we have two guys in the truck. Just just shouldn't happen. So quick quick announcement there. Definitely shouldn't happen while one's on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you got time to look at your phone, get out and watch them back up. Right, right. All right, this is not a JFW anniversary, but it is a very nice anniversary. Anthony Harper and Mary Jane Harper, a.k.a. Beans, their nine-year anniversary is today. They've been together for 21 years. Congratulations, yeah, but congratulations. Can, can we make a little bit of fun? Anthony, what took you so long? Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, 21 years, and you've only been married for nine? Come on. She's a, she's a great gal. <laughs> Beans is good people. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Family birthday celebrations. Adamari Montez, that's Leo's daughter, turns 11 this week. And then I got a weird look from Brother Dave. <laughs> I just, just 
<laughs> I'm like, is her birthday not? You look at me like, no, it's not. <laughs> I will continue to look left. <laughs> How dare you look at me? <laughs> and then we got a uh, nice thank you card from Drea Molina. That is Potter's significant other. And of course, it was wax sealed. She takes the time to put a wax seal on her envelopes. Yeah, which that's, is that's classy. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, and, and happy birthday. Happy 11th birthday. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Does the wax seal have the stamp? Is it the so it's got the last one I thought had a tree of life on it, and I think oh, this one uh, had yeah. a rose. Oh, so it's a it's a process. I mean, I don't have time to write a letter, let alone find wax and make a stamp out of right. it. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. always impressed by that. It's a nice little touch. Yeah, Amber wrote me a nice letter for mom's passing and hand hand wrote it and you know said she thinks it means more and uh, I. <laughs> cheesy but i emailed her back but i told her i told her i told her how important the, the paper one was so shout out to amber thank yeah, you sorry i was they, they sorry i was so cheesy yeah the handwritten message a, a personal is, note yep, yeah personal note. personal Man, and, thank you so much for your handwritten note uh i am thanking you via email though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just you know and then i don't know handwriting a note is like well can you read my writing did i spell it right you know and all the things that i that i use an email to fix right. and, you know but that's right. all uh, water you don't that's care the, about that yeah when you get a nice message right, that's, right. that's the character that's right. of it the, mm-hmm. the sure. warmth of it i mean i'm probably not going to do this but i would love to be able to write really nice i can't write period but like if you could write in calligraphy and put a nice letter together like oh that. yeah my oh. sister can yeah uh, good for her good stuff all right shout outs we had a four-wheeler call the other day and uh <laughs> i answered the phone and he's like can i speak to the main supervisor and i'm just like um in what area well, I need to talk to the main supervisor, the one that, you know, is in charge of everything. The main, main, main one. Yeah, so I'm like, well, can you tell me what this is about? Is it about buying things? Like, I'm wondering if he's selling something or, you know, is there a complaint or what's well, about the drivers? I'm like, well, I can help you. What's going on? Well, I just want to give a shout out to 0032 uh, for being courteous and letting me in on the road today. So I was like, oh. Yep, I'm the main supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> you take enough broken windshield calls oh, and other, other shit, right, Jim? Yeah. Uh, so, that's, all, that's awesome. And, it's uh, good he wanted to get to the main guy, right? <laughs> yeah. So I told him, well, this I at least get on the podcast. So Nice. Yeah, and uh, driver 0032, that's Lou Hill. So nice job, Lou. Very cool. Thanks, job, Lou. Lou. Yep. Uh, well, this says BD on it. I might as well let you give the shout out. Having to back up here, I was making notes elsewhere on uh, Chris. Yep. Said no, yeah. no eye contact. Yeah. Right? I don't look. <laughs> don't look at me in the eye. Hey, it's early. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you did it again. Uh, no, uh, uh, Chris had he was uh, the Coors coverage mechanic this weekend, and man, he had a rough day Sunday morning. He had to get up at eight and and come in and fix a flat drive tire at eight Sunday morning, and then. Uh, the really rough one is we lost a super single uh, out east somewhere. I don't know where. I mean, obviously, you know, not near here. And that was at 1 in the morning. So Chris actually had to get up, come in, get a tire at 1 in the morning, go out. You know, I'll, I'll say Fort Morgan-ish, right, wherever he was headed out to and uh, fix a super single on uh, one of the night guy's trailers there. 
And then uh, by the time he got back here, it was only an hour before he was supposed to be here. So he just <laughs> slept in the car for work. an hour and then worked all day. And that's just, Chris, that's above and beyond, man. It's it's impressive when when we have people that do things like that for us. It's just so impressive. You know what I mean? That's That's not a shout out. That's like a badge of honor. You know what I mean? That's just above and beyond. And it's... We're very thankful for that. I mean, to have people like that that work here is just, it's so impressive. So thank you for that, Chris. You know, that should be a JFW Medal of Honor because yeah. he went above and beyond the call of duty Yeah, and got it done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I bet he was semi-joyful about it. You know what I mean? Oh, he's just oh yeah. Got he's always got a good attitude. Yeah. 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 What a yeah. great, great, great guys. Him and Ricky, you know, yeah. all day here. Man, the stuff they have to deal with and help handle and... Just all of that. The the shop is just getting beaten and beaten and beaten more and more mm-hmm. and more with the fleet, and it's just it's just rough. So yeah, and, and not to you know turn that shout out into something bad, but you know to me, Dave, if it's a super single, and I understand it's a Coors guy grabbing a truck late at night, so he's grabbed somebody. But we all know a super single or the the wide base tire. I shouldn't say yeah. super single. The wide base tire, it should never blow out. There's just no reason, unless it was run low at some time or missed, and we have an air inflation system on it, we have the light on it, we have all that stuff, and you know, maybe maybe if it was truly a blowout bummer, but that's that there should be driver error at some point. Whoever drove that truck had driven that truck with a low tire and and messed up the uh, you know wide base tire. You know, if it went flat where the air system couldn't fit, keep up with it, that's different. That's mm-hmm. something in the road. Chris had to go fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind, you guys. Whatever, you know, again, whatever whatever you do, your pre-trip, your post-trip, your your whole bit, it, it affects everyone, you know. And, and like you're saying, Dave, luckily we had, you know, Super Dave, you said the same thing, a, a guy with a, a cape on to come out and, and take care of it. Right. Yep. So... Nice right. job, Chris. Yeah, thank yep. you, Chris. <clears throat> also, want to give a shout out to Greg Wise for jumping in on night course. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know uh, he's been working late. You know, making sure he's sports set up for the morning the right way. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Jr. had a couple shout outs. Uh, first one is for Veronica Ariola uh, for just taking it upon herself. We had a, a new driver start, and he's struggling a little bit, and Veronica t- took it upon herself to ask if she could train him for an extra week after wow. he's already been released and on his own. Yeah, she wanted to run with him and give him a few points, yeah, right? Try to Pointers? try to help him out a yeah. little bit. And then Jr. also wants to give a shout-out to 0057 Francisco Alvarez for uh, spotting Addison in the back lot. You know, he saw Addison was backing up, and just like we were talking about earlier, he took, took the time to give him a spot and make sure, you know, he protected the house and, and our equipment. That is very cool. I wonder if he heard us talking about that a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Could be. He's a listener. Yeah, yeah. very good. He listens, and his wife listens every week, Brenda. Ah, so, oh, that's awesome. Win-win. Yeah. And she comments on our Facebook stuff quite a bit. So Win-win. That is just a good way to kind of know what's going on. I know I've talked about it before, but... Holly's an avid li- listener. She's a week behind because she listens at, at her work while she's at her desk. But sure. she learns more about what's going on than I tell her because <laughs> right. I don't go home and talk about work, right? Yeah, you get, yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's that's awesome when the spouse is involved. I think yeah. that's that's fantastic. Pedro Perico Sotelo wants to give Miss Joanne a thank you for helping with his four hundred one k 
And then a shout out to JFW for having great benefits. So. Oh, thank you, man. That's yeah. that's oh, awesome. That awesome. And thanks, Joanne. Yep. 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 And, and what does Perico stand for? Parrot. Parrot. Yeah. So Pedro the Parrot Sotelo. Yeah, I guess that's what they called him when he was a youngster. Now, my friends downstairs tells me that Perico can mean something else, but we're going to go with the first one. <laughs> oh, sorry. I well, if his grandma was calling him that <laughs> wow. when he was little, I'm sure it wasn't that other thing. Right. Sounds like yeah. a... We don't know. <laughs> sounds like a boxing or a... Or a wrestling name, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how frightening the parrot would be in the. Uh, <laughs> there's the some grandmas out there that call some oh, call yeah. it the way they see it. Yeah, right. That's true. I'm sorry, those, you had a mean grandma. Those, those, <laughs> those, those, those are the grandmas that get stuff done, man. She was all nice until she goes out and gets the chicken, Super Dave, and twirls it and snaps its neck, and you eat it for dinner, and you're like, "Man, you're no more my grandma." <laughs> you Better not mean, talk lady. back to me, boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ray Davis wants to give a shout out to Super Dave for getting him a new radio. He kept calling it a big radio. So I'm like, what do you mean? Did you get a Cobra? <laughs> Cobra 29? He's like, I don't know. It's a big radio. It's a yeah, it was 29, 29 classic. <laughs> if you ask Super Dave, he'll give you a peak and tuned one. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm joking, everybody. Yep. I'm kidding. <laughs> everybody will be in here bugging you, Dave. Right? Yeah. That's the last thing he needs. <laughs> I know you wouldn't put it on there, Jam, but I want to give a shout-out to you and, and Oz for covering why Linda was gone. I know you wouldn't write it down. And, sorry, I'm making eye contact again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. That it, I know you don't think you did much, but it was a huge help. I mean, that when I mean it was down to two people doing dispatch, right? right. You know what I mean? Oss especially had the weight on him, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. he just, I mean, he was just rock star solid while Linda was gone. And then you jumping in and helping out, it was, again, win, win, win. You know what I mean? And I he, appreciate that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't like to brag or anything, but I will say I was the backbone of dispatch. <laughs> 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 until until Oz came in at 8. And then <laughs> Then so he, you know it. And he took all the papers away from me. He, he changed everything I did in Axon. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then you were down there just like a, a femur or, or something like that. No more backbone. That's oh, it. man. That is funny. Yep. That yeah, and you were here funny. early too, Jam, half an hour early to jump in and get things done. So, well, yeah, it was. Especially because I was out Thursday and Friday. I didn't want to walk into being behind and not knowing what's right? going on. Yeah. So, yeah, but that that's, I mean, we talk about it, and I, I know that's the reason you, you didn't want us to say anything, but that's situational awareness, Jam. Sure. That's what we need, you know, and it, and it made your job a lot easier when you were done with it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. hey, 30 minute jump on everything, you got oh, caught yeah. back up. So, yep. yeah. Don't you feel way more engaged in dispatch now too? You know, like, yeah, honestly, like just definitely I, hands on. I like helping them out down there. A lot of times, I ask them, "Do you need help?" And I get a no, and then I don't, sure. I don't ask again. And, yeah, yeah. You know, if you tell me no, it's no. And then I was happy, Linda, before she left yesterday. She's like, "Hey, I'm leaving. Can you come up and help Oz? And you know, here's what we need you to do. Great, nice. You know, nice. So, That's yeah. awesome. So hopefully, if uh, if Tracy's listening, I don't know, you know, if he's listening or not, but He's got some big shoes to fill. I got to tease him. You know, you know <laughs> the backbone of dispatch is right. who he's replacing. So, yeah. Tracy, you got to step up, man. <laughs> I'll just be one vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like guys just came in and like slapped me. <laughs> Good job. Give me everything. Oh, funny. Any other shout outs, guys? 
Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out. Hadn't heard anything on uh, Manny. I asked about him yesterday, and he's had his second back surgery and stuff. Yeah. And sounds like he's walking with a cane. Someone mentioned, yeah. and so I, I think that's good news. Right. Yeah. So shout out Manny. I hope you're getting better. I hope it's a countdown to come back to work. And uh, also a shout out to Rico. I know he's still right in the middle of all his cancer treatments and whatnot. So I got my fingers crossed for him too. Yeah, Rico. Uh, Rico sent me a uh, dad joke yesterday. I'll just go ahead and read it. Since oh, we're nice. Talking about him. What did the drummer's name his twin daughters? Wait, say that again. What did the drummer name his twin daughters? <laughs> Bobump. I don't know. Anna one and Anna two. <laughs> Anna one, Anna two. <laughs> uh, Anna one, Anna two. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Rico. Yep, that was awesome. All right, let's jump into the discussion. Uh, I already mentioned to you that my mom, she actually texted me great podcast. She didn't call, but I called her and asked her why, and she just enjoyed Rebecca. But then she also uh, mentioned that she heard us saying that uh, the current administration kind of screwed the 529 plan up a little bit. So she did some research, found out that in 2024, starting 2024, you'll be able to roll any unused monies from your 529 plan into a Roth IRA. Wow. So let's say your kid didn't go to college or they dropped out or there was money left. You could roll up to $35,000 into a Roth IRA. So I thought nice. that was wow. pretty cool. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Good info, Mom. Thanks. Uh, from dispatch, reminder, with the addition of Fair Play Rock to Union and the amount of loads we'll, we will be getting from Fair Play, it says 74 plus per day. We're doing 82 loads out of Fair Play today. Everyone will be in the rotation to get material from Fair Play. As a result, there will be no more hardwired trucks effective August 21st. I don't know if you can hear my somber tone while I read that, but uh, yeah, hard wires are a thing of the past. Yeah, and, and I know I sent that announcement out, and it, you know, my whole thing is it's a team situation, but we've got the guys that like that run, and they've been doing that run, and they've been, and it's been okay keeping up with the loads we have. Right. We we just doubled that, right. you know, and I know it's been a while we've had Burn Co, but you add that other stuff up and. And everybody needs to jump in and do this. And I know yesterday we already got in trouble. We uh, ran a bunch of fair plays in the morning, and then those 40 trucks, let's say, or 20 trucks, switched over and brought a bunch of fries down. And that was all at the same time. Right. And we just can't do that. And you can't be hardwired and be able to do, let's say you do a fair play, a fry, and a fair play. Or maybe let's you do a fair fry and then two fair play. We have to switch it up. So, so And it's not it's not... It's not up to you. It's what we do for the customer to get them the loads mm -hmm. and make sure they're not overwhelmed and the loader's not killing himself at the end of the day and staying. It's customer service. Yep. You know, it's not about how much money you're making or what you get stuck doing or this guy gets this bad load. We're a team. And we've we've always ran the the business as a team and you know, we've had it on other podcasts. Dave and myself do our, our best to keep everybody equal, you know, same kind of trucks, all that kind of stuff. And sure, there might be halls that pay better or, you know, you get off 30 minutes earlier or whatever, but that's not being a team. You know, that's not, that's not doing the best for JFW. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, the, the hard wires, that's not the best for JFW. Has it been working okay? Yeah, sure. But that, 
the you know to put it bluntly the the spoiled bitching about it you know i i ran across a little thing the other day as a guy was like you know i don't care if you want to work hard i don't care if you don't want to work hard that's all right with me but if you don't want to work hard don't complain that's what i hate mm. you know i don't care if you don't work hard but don't complain also right and yeah huh. yeah not that we don't have guys working hard but that 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 hardwire it seems like it's the easy button and we all need to share in that and then my other thing is is if this will continue through winter this is winter work you guys you know i, I heard the comment all oh our leases are going to get all the gravy stuff We've hardly used leases this year. You know, we use them to get through our busy season, and then we get rid of them so we have more work for our employees. We're back to taking care of our people, our family, and and then and then we get we still get complaints. It's it's just never enough. And man, it gets old when when our goal is servicing the customer. You know, that's that's what makes us successful. So it's sure. it's tough when you when you you make changes like that, and then all you do is get a backlash of complaints. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I just remember being a driver coming in and seeing where you're going. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that was it. I mean. That's yeah. how we hire, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. didn't we didn't hire you to run Central, right? You know, and yeah, the whole yeah, and and so we're we're giving you a week. <laughs> the 21st it's <laughs> right. over and done and maybe there's still a few days you'll be hardwired but we need to do it as a team and attack the routes the the best way sure yep well speaking of fair play since we're going up there 82 times today uh let's talk about fair play traffic speed the the dangerous stretch of 285 i know windy point's been brought up so what do you guys think about all that you, we can't you know, we can't I'd love to play this podcast in somebody's ear all night long so it <laughs> subliminally sneaks in and they pay attention because that's a two-lane road. You're going to have people pass you. You can't be pushing the truck in front of you. You can't pass people on it. You just have to be a good driver, a good human being. You have to think about everybody else. You have to be safe. You know, the reason we got Windy Point on here is we got a deal the other day that that uh, I guess we have one leased truck running it, but we had one of our guys drop off Windy Point there uh, at like 65 miles an hour or something. And I think it is 65 or maybe it's 55. That's not the speed limit for you. you know. That's Especially a if you're hauling heavy. Yeah, if you're 32 tons or whatever the limit is. 92,000. 92,000, Dave, thank you. It, you. You just, why? Why do that? Right. You know, Greed. And, yeah, or, or just not greed, Dave, it's laziness. You have to be prepared. You have to think about what you're going, doing. You have to think about the hill in front of you, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've given you the, the best jakes in the industry, the, you know, the strongest engine powers. You know, you don't have to shift in the middle of the hill now. The truck will do it for you. There's just a lot. We, we expect not to get any phone calls from any neighbors, you know, people, businesses, anything that run that, you know. Brandon hired us, and I put that in my one email. Brandon hired us and Coleman to run that because we were the only companies they could think of to do that safely where they didn't get in trouble. You know, the community of Fairplay didn't complain every day. And, and you know, what a, 
there's a badge of honor there you know they think as this of us as super truckers and that's what i'm trying to tell everybody is you got to behave you got to keep that image up we're being asked to do something because they know we can do it so yeah the and then you know obviously if we keep running that many loads out of there and it'll slow up in the winter but we'll have snow days we have to deal with you know people should be getting trained up on their chaining be able to prepare to do that have winter coats with them we're about to run into the fall season which is the most beautiful time of year mm. but then we have the the leafers the leafers you know that are going to go oh my did you honey did you see that tree Look at that tree and stop in stop there, stop yeah yeah exactly and they do let me, let me get a picture yeah. you know you know yeah you you guys are the professionals plan for that plan for that you yeah. you you I'm have the that. license we've hired you we've trained you you know and I, i'm not complaining at anybody my expectations are very high of what we need to do there's a lot to contend with up there and i hate saying this but i can guarantee you between now and 12 months from now people are going to die on highway 285 yeah you know what i mean yeah Jim. it just happens every year it's a dangerous road People will pass in no passing zones and have head-on collisions. We've had some horrific accidents up there where, you know, a guy will pass our truck in a, in a, over a double yellow line, come back, pit maneuver himself, roll. I mean, we've seen some bad things up yeah. there. Luckily, we haven't been part of any fatalities or have had any of our, our people hurt up there. But that's just a, a dangerous road to be on. So please... You know, all the things that we got to worry about for ourselves. But, man, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six because you're not dealing with a bunch of JFW drivers up there. You're dealing with the wild, wild west. Yeah, and that, you know, I, I mean, there are so many points, Jam. And, you know, we've talked. We say the same thing. But like you say, and watch your six and stuff, you know, a, that car that passed you on the on your on your you know double yellow or whatever how whatever i'm trying to say is you have to make sure you're watching behind you all the time too mm -hmm. and i think about how many tires we've blown the smoke the fires we've had the lights on on the trailer and people aren't looking behind them yeah I mean, you know you you just have to be focused on what's happening and that car passing you so you can just plain hit the brakes and possibly save that guy's life yep. or 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 girl's life yeah you know it yeah. just what a job we do and everybody go oh you're just a truck driver man that is such bull you know you, you're you're an experienced capable person driving something that'll kill somebody instantly at you know ninety-seven thousand pounds right just it, it is so important yeah. and the thing is you just can't be pushing so hard that there's no room for error right if you just relax yeah. we talk about cadillac and yes you come in relaxed you're just more chill it's just an easier day you know what i mean it's that it's just that chill it's that cadillac and yep. you know and you get some of the guys that man they're geared up and they're they're going as hard as they can go and when there's that you know one percent chance for an issue they're gonna have it mm -hmm. right that's, yeah. that's the scary part. To me, just why would you want to drive that way all day? It's exhausting. Oh, just, exhausting, Jim. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You know, even coming in this morning, right? So, and I'm not perfect at it. Sometimes I got to oh, remind sorry, myself. Sorry, contact. <laughs> <laughs> so coming in this morning, and uh, I'm in the right lane, and there's a Cadillac, like SUV, in the left lane, like the crossover not the not the escalade right 
and the car is just basically pacing me like it's in front of me but like making sure i mean they're pacing the car next to them and nobody's going anywhere and i you know i had jumped behind the cadillac at one point and then i'm just like ain't nobody going anywhere over here and i back to the right lane backed off a little bit next thing i know there's like five or six cars in this group that the cadillac's holding holding up and i'm just like why yeah you know but at first you know i was kind of in that competitive zone yeah like, oh, okay mm-hmm. you know we're gonna go you know as soon as i have open it i'm out of here and yeah. i'm like man and it was a lot more relaxing you know as soon as i backed off and just watched everybody bunch up i'm the crazy part about that jam is, you know, as much as we talk about it, as much as we coach about it, isn't it amazing when you find yourself in that situation to go, oh, I just need to slow up. <laughs> yeah. Right? Instead <laughs> yeah. of going, this freaking guy. I got to get past him. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just winding the clock even tighter, you're just like, oh, I guess I'll just slow up and chill out over here. Right? Yep. And you just, you back off. You, you create that safe zone for yourself. It feels good. You actually put a bubble around yourself and protect yourself instead of being that person that, okay, I'm going at 99%. Screw it. This guy's holding me up. I'm going to go 110% now. Right. You know, it just, it just does not feel good. Yeah, because once, once you become that speeding leader too, once you're that person that's in that left lane pushing, that person moves out of the way, now it's almost like the pressure's on. You right. I mean? mm-hmm. You got yeah. to keep you going. Keep yeah, because <laughs> yeah. 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 they're going to increase their speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, for sure. The race is on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, when you can just take yourself out of it. Yep. And it's just, poof. You know, All the problems are just relieved. You know what gets me these days, you guys, is the the aggressive pack of yeah. cars yeah. you know you're just tootling along minding your own business and then all of a sudden this pack of like five cars comes up and they're all jockeying for position and then one moves out to go around you and then the next one then the next one then they come back and it's just like geez this is freaking nascar here yeah right Aren't we just yep. you know driving to work yeah absolutely i'm not gonna lie every once in a while you got to show them that six four heavy power you know what i mean but <laughs> most of the time we'd be Cadillacing. <laughs> yeah but you you go on and you get out of the way Jim. yeah exactly. i mean i i yeah I, I i was just thinking that as you guys were talking you know i <laughs> i i enjoy you know driving holly's mercedes i mean it, it runs uh-huh. you know and and when we go up and see uh danielle and tyler up it north runs, of by 25 it runs it runs through tires Jim. <laughs> it does run through tires yeah it's in the alignment shop it runs so good um but you know, you step over and there's nobody in the slow lane and you run up the slow lane and you pass everybody, but that's where I stay, but I don't run up on anybody's butt, you know, but it's like, just like ah, all you people in the fast lane going nowhere. It's just hilarious. You know, it's, yeah. And it's, I, it's, I, it's people. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago I saw this, I don't know what it was. I'm going to make this up, but it was like a Lamborghini or something. One of these really intense, low slung Italian sports cars. And he was just in the right lane, going like 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and everybody was coming up on this guy and moving over and on his butt. And, and I just laughed, and I thought that dude could just tweak that throttle and leave everybody in the dust. You know that, But he didn't. He just stayed in the right lane, just right? easing along. And right. I was like, that's pretty cool. I watched him for the potholes. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After that's the same way, I think, Dave, because after driving, and I know the other ones aren't quite as fast, but we drove Cliff's, our trailer uh builders tesla dave and it's it's ungodly fast i mean it, there isn't anything runs like that that i've ever driven yeah i mean it outruns a d3 
demon Hellcat, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, Dave. There's just there is just nothing as to drive this car. And most of the Teslas you see, they're just putzing along. Right. You know, they're not racing in and out. They're not doing anything. And maybe it's because they'll run out of battery. I was going to say they're conserving <laughs> juice, <laughs> right? But it's that it's that they got a car that'll just outrun you with no problem. And they're they're concentrating on something else. They're concentrating on their electricity. Oh, on say. that twenty-five inch computer screen in the middle of the dash. <laughs> right? Why the car drives? <laughs> yeah, plain solitary. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going slow to you know help stop global warming with all their emissions. <laughs> sure. that, that tailpipe stuff. Yep, tailpipers. Well, I don't know if it was it caused any uh, global warming, but I enjoyed the hell out of running Cliff's car, Dave. <laughs> How fast did you get it going? Huh? How fast did you go? It was the it was the acceleration that was amazing, oh, okay. Jam. We didn't I didn't do like a top so, speed. So fifty five. Yeah, fifty five. Yeah. In a block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Does it have one of those wraparound headrests? You need one, Dave, because yeah, if you, you don't do. if you don't put your head back, I mean you're you're gonna your head's gonna hit the back. Wow. <laughs> he tells you before Ouch. he takes off to put your head in the headrest. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, let's talk about insurance claims, what they can mean for a company or this company. And uh, I have a feeling this has to do with the settlement that was just made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two, it's a, I have one part, and I know Dave's got the, the settlement part, but yeah. yeah. Kick it off. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about Cadillac, and we're talking about all these loads out of fair play. We're talking about accidents. You know, we talk about backing into bins and stuff, and... Some of the things we can't explain, and, and until you go through it, you don't understand it. And hopefully, hopefully people can listen to this and understand what I'm talking about. But there's, at some point in time, if you have a bad accident, your life just changed in an instant, right? How you see things every day may have changed. Oh, yeah. There may be someone that was hurt that may be changed, mm. may have changed their life uh, every day for the rest of their livelihood. But you know, one of the things that we're talking about, we just have a settlement from an accident that, what, a year and a half ago, Jam? Maybe longer? Two I years? Just, yeah. Yeah, I think it's almost three. Yeah. 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 And, and you guys, this was a minimal accident. Very, very slow speeds. As a matter of fact, from a stop sign pulling out, we wound up... Just breaking the mirror on the on the van, right? I, yeah. I mean, they, there may have been a, like $1,000 damage. And, and we tried to contest that listen, that van pulled up and, and was someplace it shouldn't have been next to us while we were turning, right? But still, no matter what, this was a five-mile-an-hour accident. It was a work van yep. with, with two, I, I think they were painters, if I'm not mistaken, or craftsmen, right? Some type yeah. of, you know, stucco guys, I'm not sure. sure. It was like a sprinter almost. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, very little damage to the van, you know, it was it was a weird. I don't even think we were ticketed, were we, Jam? Did we get? Uh, I, I think, think we were. Did yeah. we get ticketed improper for, turn, for yeah. impo- improper turn? Yeah. And uh, anyway, like I say, such little damage, such slow speeds, such everything, and you know, of course, one of the guys claimed they were injured. Uh, you know, had to go see the doctor and ongoing visits and chiropractor and all this this or that. And I mean, we have it on video. You see it right there and. Of course, they sued, and the insurance company has been, you know, working with them for a year and a half, two years now, and finally just settled the case. And they basically, the insurance company was thrilled because they paid fifty thousand dollars to this person. 
fifty thousand dollars. Fifty grand, yeah, yeah. And it, and it just the emails came across the the main attorney is like, hey, just to let you know, this case is settled for fifty grand. Well, his paralegal responds, woohoo! Yeah, with an exclamation point. I'm just like. Why are we celebrating that this guy got fifty grand? Right. Like, I guess it could have been worse, you know. Like, yeah, it didn't go to trial, you know. Like, right. Well, it was. It wasn't. It's all over in the papers, all over in our trucking magazines. It could have been a nuclear dis- right. verdict. Yeah. You know. So I guess that fifty thousand is a woohoo. Yeah. Just just to hire that attorney office to go to trial could have been fifty grand. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm sure his but, attorney's got something. Yeah. yeah, contingency. That's yeah. the thing is his attorney, that that guy that sued us, he didn't pay any money out of pocket. Yeah, you know that's all in contingency. He's got. Yeah. I want to sue. Great, I'll represent you. Right. How much do I owe you? Nothing until we settle. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then it was probably fifty yeah. percent. You know, I mean, I bet that attorney got twenty five grand, and that client got twenty five grand. Mm-hmm. You know, that fifty grand settlement is a win for our side. Because it could have been, like you said, Jim, nuclear. I mean, we've read in the magazines these people are, they lose an $80 million lawsuit, you know? Yeah, it's still, yeah, Dave, you're absolutely right. That's what I was getting at. But it's still kind of sickening. Yeah, because that's fraud. For, for breaking a mirror. It wasn't, it wasn't negligent. I mean, it still was an accident, but it's not horrific, you know? And, and, and that's what I wanted to talk about. We, we had a, meeting with our new insurance guy and he was telling about a claim that came through his office where the driver made a mistake and turned the wrong direction and a and a family hit the truck head on head on head no it was in the side he was turning and uh but turned the wrong direction or Hmm. pulled out and uh the family all survived i think it was a couple kids in fact a man and a woman um you know and everybody survived and you're thinking oh good you know nobody Everybody survived and stuff like that, but the the mom or the the woman she had um, lifelong injuries that she'll never work and needs care the rest of her life. Oh wow! And how the insurance agent put it to us is, you know, you take let's say she makes forty thousand a year. Well, that's forty thousand a year for the for, rest of her for life. the rest of her life mm. is what they're paying out. And that's just a, that's, you know, the truck driver was a good guy, you know, had a good record, good company, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think anybody, you don't naturally dwell on that stuff. But every time you make a left, every time you make a right, every time you pull out in traffic, Mm -hmm. this is what the situation is. This is what it can lead to. That the looking twice, stopping fully at the stop signs, all the stuff we preach about this is what's going to change that. This is what saves your life or somebody else. Because I, I, you know, I was so like, oh, no injuries, and then he led into the rest of the story. Yeah, you know, we'll need care the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And she was thirty, right, Dave? I think wow. in her thirties. Wow. So I, I don't remember the age, but yeah, yeah, both both military veterans as well. Yeah, both military veterans. Yeah. Wow. So you're, you know, if she was, I think she was in her thirties, but he, because what he said is for the, you know, the next thirty years, if that's all the longer she lives. Wow. And it, you just you know, never I mean, know. I mean, look at that wreck we had uh, or we were witness to down at Plant 39. Right. That was just a normal morning. Yeah. I mean, it was like any other day, you know, and yeah. there was a fatality yeah. there. That's worst case scenario. It was. Yeah. You know, and the lady in this case. I, I, I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah, I got to jump in because, yeah, you said worst case scenario, but there is our point in case that mechanic was in a hurry. Mm-hmm. 
He drove off out of his lane onto the shoulder of the road and hit that bicyclist. Mm -hmm. He couldn't see. He was in a hurry. You know, and that's what we're talking about. That being in a hurry. Slow down. We preach it every freaking morning when trucks drive out of the driveway. Slow down. I mean, we're starting our day telling you to slow down. Right? And and just be vigilant and focused. And that's, that's the Cadillac. That's the relax. I mean, you're just... You're in a groove, right? And you're you're just trucking. You're just doing what you were talking about coming to work this morning, Jam. Yep. All of a sudden, you're keyed up, and you realize, wait a minute. I don't need to be here. I don't need to be here. Yep. I'm I'm in a poor situation. Dave, you're talking about the insurance companies. I'm sorry. You're talking about the cars getting all grouped up. The insurance companies have brought that up. Even send out questionnaires. Are you the type of driver that has to get to the front of that group? So you can go on, or are you the type that goes... Yeah, it's a big problem. Yeah, or are you the type that goes, well, this is a bad group. Somebody's going to screw up. I'm going to drop back out of it. Yeah, slow down. Yeah, slow down and get identify those things. And that's that's what, to me, was cool about your story, Jam, is you identified it. You know, it took Mm -hmm. you 30 seconds to go, oh, this isn't right. Back out, create, give yourself that safety bubble, and all of a sudden your day is good. And you'll find the drivers here that are successful drive like that. Mm Mm-hmm. The drivers here that aren't successful don't drive like that. Mm-hmm. They're on the, the cutting edge of pushing as hard as they can. Yep. And that's the scary ones. I was trying to explain to a, a newer driver the other day <clears throat> about, you know, speed and what that actually does to your day. You know, he, he, he just felt like, hey, if he's got the space to go, you know, and if he could do 57 instead of 55, he wants to do that 57. If he could do 59 instead of 57... I'm just like, those two miles an hour isn't going to get you that extra load. Nope. You know, it's not going to do it. Your efficiencies, your consistencies, you showing up every day, that's what's going to make you a better driver. That's how you're going to make more money. Yep. So, uh, getting back to that family, though, I mean, to me, it sounds like that lady should be paid the 40 grand for that, the rest of her life. That yeah. was, it, yeah. That's how yeah. it was settled, Jim. Right. Yeah. But, you know, looking at this guy that just got 50 grand or the guy that we hit at zero miles an hour. Yeah. You know, that got out, said we bent the frame of his car, and, you know, the ambulance came, and it didn't take him, but then he wanted to he, he wanted to make sure, so he went to the ER again by himself, like, you know, and we have pictures of him climbing around his car. You know, it was, when you talk about a fender bender, this is as minor of an accident as you could get. Well, that case, is, that claim's still open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he claimed the injury, and, you know, those cases, to me, is why I put this quote I've told you this quote before, and it says, the law has nothing to do with justice, and justice has nothing to do with the truth. We only truly have the rights we can afford to defend. Or in the case of the $50,000 settlement, we only have the rights that we could afford to settle for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, same exact thing, Jim. Yep. Yep, good point. I wanted to know who said that. Do you know offhand? I looked it up on Google, and it came up with similar quotes, Mm -hmm. but not the same one. Yeah, I don't know who wrote it. That comes from, uh, I got that from Firearms Legal Protection. So Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, and I don't think it's on here, too, and I want to mention it because we ran across a video yesterday that was pretty bad, but, you know, I got a harp on the texting thing. You guys need to text at the pit, text at the plant, text when you stop, you know, the texting in the truck, you know, and then when we run across the video where you're, you're texting so much that the truck's weaving between the lanes or doing something crazy or in traffic. It just, that doesn't work because I'll tell you what, if, if, 
if you get caught texting and you know it's not that our cameras are going to show it we're going to know it because we see it in the camera but they're going to ask for your phone you know lots of accidents they've asked for the phones already and what was going on and they're going to find your texting at the time of that accident or in that time and it, it's the lawsuit's not going to stop with us i know i've preached that and preached that but you know you want to ruin your life go ahead because this is the quickest way to do it these are you your know? choices yeah yeah you right? might as you might as well take the gun out put a bullet in the chamber and leave the other ones empty and play russian roulette because that's what you're doing by texting in that car yeah and the thing is that person you're texting with oh my god just hit send you got an earpiece in or, you know, yeah, hands-free. Can't, can't you Have call? a conversation. Yeah. It's, it's the legal. fashioned way, yeah, right? Yeah, that's legal. You yeah. have two eyes and two hands on the road. Mm-hmm. You're watching what's happening. You're not looking at that phone. It, you can talk and drive. It's, it's 100% legal, hands-free. You know, it, it could come down to it is the an automatic termination thing. I'll tell you about John. I don't. You guys knew him. I know because you were, ran out of the old. Um, oh, it wasn't Bluestone. It was before Arcosa too. Um, but anyway, it's it's what is Arcosa today. But they've changed hands so many times. Trinity? But anyway, was it Trinity Dave? Is that TXI? TXI. TXI was yeah. what it was back then. But anyway, John, super dude. He loaded us on the rail. He was a little bit different. You I remember, remember John? Yeah. yeah. John the hippie dude. Yeah, right? yeah. Ponytail. I think he worked there for pretty close to 15 years. And they had a, a rule that was cut in stone. And it's it was a rule that you had to lock out, tag out before you opened a door or something. It was so simple. But it was that dangerous that they had a no... Um, zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Yes, Absolutely. And he screwed up, and he didn't lock the machine out and tag it out and then open the door to the machine, and they fired him. He was a great employee, great attendance, long-term employee, and they just said, sorry, this is zero tolerance. And I wonder, is it going to have to come down to that, Jim, that we, we just have a zero tolerance for that? I don't know, because you think about, you know, so nothing happened when he did that, but by them firing him, you know, they were probably worried that he was going to do it again. And it would kill him or kill somebody else. Well, Dave. it was so they so they solved the problem. Right, it was they stopped the problem, saving a life. Exactly. So if you're asking right now, do we need to go to zero policy? I would say yes because it stops the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and with the cameras in the trucks, it's not like you can't you can't get away with it. You know what I mean? And that's again not what the cameras were for, but you shouldn't be texting and driving. So if they stop that, what? It's the goal. You know, no, and, all- and, and what's the purpose if we were to do that? What is the purpose? To save a life. Right. Right. What is that? We what, are protecting it, you. Yeah. We're protecting mm-hmm. your family. Right? Yeah, we're Jam, protecting Jam, do you want, other families. Yeah, do you want to go back and read the prayer? Because it mentions everybody else, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're doing. We're saving yeah. it. You know, yeah. I don't want to be a murderer in God's eyes, <laughs> in anybody's eyes. Yeah. yeah. Do the right thing and just stop and text. Or like I say, if if you have that big a conversation that you have to be texting back and forth with for fifteen minutes, freaking hit send. I don't know. I, you know, I can't speak for the iPhones, but my Droid, you just the phone is there when you're texting. Boop, done. You're calling that person. You don't have to keep texting them. Yep. Yeah. Just so I don't know. There's so many things that can happen to all of us, and and 
when you see somebody bounce out the driveway when that's such the simplest thing, you're just thinking, oh, my God. Well, <laughs> what else are they doing? Yeah, what else are yeah. they doing? So Remember, one bad decision away from blowing up your entire life. Boy, and, uh, another saying that rings so true. Right? Hope it doesn't happen to anybody here. Yeah, hope Agreed. it doesn't happen to me. <clears throat> let's protect do your family and ours. Yeah, Don't let's do. do yeah, let's do everything we can do so it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we're asking. Yep, I like it. Well, in other news, the Western Stars are coming in, or they're here. I should two, say, two, two are, are here. here. Yeah, two yeah. are here, Jim. Yeah. When will we see them here? Here. Um, it's going to take a week for them to PDI them, but they were in. You know, PDI. Um, they look for dings, something not working, a paint problem or anything like that. The one me and Dave looked at yesterday, it was, it was really clean. There just wasn't anything on it. So I don't think it'll take them too long to get that done. And then we have, I think Mikey's got two trucks to move out yet, Dave. Get, um, get two used trucks. We got to get off, yep. off the line. And then we'll bring that first one in and, and get going on it. And, you know, I think both me and Dave were excited. They, they're, they're tough looking, huh. you know, they're good looking truck, yeah. like the interior, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be a change and then, you know, trying a new motor. We'll, we'll, you know, I don't know who gets the first truck. We've got a couple names and stuff like that, but it'll be the first fuel mileage and how it runs and how it handles and what works on it. And, you know, it's exciting to try something new. Oh yeah. I was going to ask super Dave, who's, who's in line for that truck. Uh, that's confidential. Okay. <laughs> cool. I don't really care. Uh, there's a, I've got, uh, I don't know, I think seven or eight names for five trucks. Um, all top-of-the-line drivers, all people that have been here for several years. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to go through and, um, you know, see who is deserving. And honestly, to the people that will be good candidates to drive these new trucks that have the new motors and, and that we can count on them to I guess be test pilots so yeah we're going to need feedback on yeah, these trucks absolutely because this could be the first of many mm-hmm. are these going to be uh, over here at the main yard or yard 23 trucks or we, we did some number changing so we, we removed TNT and we put TNT as 0023 that and, and renumbered okay. which 23 never had a spot here but either did tnt and then um we went ahead and numbered one of them 0022 and so one truck will go over to the other yard because there's no 22 here Got it. and that was the you know if everybody remembers or don't know 22 and 23 was the transfer mm-hmm. and we numbered the transfer because it was his own load at some time we could do yep. split loads of rock and a sand or you know whatever so yeah that'll be the uh, get everything back to the double o numbers so 22 and 23, that actually makes our truck count accurate. Well, except for, except for raised 13. truck. 13. Yeah. So, Ra- raised right. truck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wants double 13. <laughs> I know he does. I'm going to start calling it raised truck. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, but, I, yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, you get a little numb when you buy enough trucks and you see enough of them. And I was, know, I was excited over seeing it yesterday. Dan Marino would have won a Super Bowl if he wasn't number 13. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and there's still no 13s in, in skyscrapers and hotels, right? No, there's not. No, yep. no floor 13. Yep. 
Speaking of 0023 and Yard 23, what's going on at Yard 23? Any updates? Yeah, we have, uh, I think, soil testings this week, Dave. Weren't they supposed to make it over, get some soil oh, testing? Oh, man, I'm, I'm off on my dates somewhere, Jim. I, I, yeah, this week or next. <laughs> but anyway, Jim, yeah, we're, we're getting some soil testing done. That'll give us some foundation information. We went up to the county yesterday and got all the deeds. Um, we're... Uh, putting the whole packet together to rezone them as one property because mm. there was like six different properties there. Um, so get that out of the way. We've had some great feedback from Commerce City. Believe it or not, you know, the government thing, and they were we asked certain questions, and they're like, no, that doesn't make sense. Do it this way. That doesn't make sense. Do it this way. And we're like, oh, my gosh, is that a city? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was actually felt positive. But I think at a certain point, maybe some of the cities are realizing, hey, this is a blighted area. Yeah. Almost. What does blighted mean? Yeah, unforsaken. It's ugly. It's a mess. It's a disaster. No one wants to be there type scenario. You know what I mean? And when you drive down the street, there's zero landscaping. It's just, it's a disaster. It's just blighted, you know? It's uh, heavy commercial. And, yeah. we, and we want to add some beauty to the heavy commercial. Yeah, nice. I mean, we want to have landscaping and lighting and, you know, the front of the building, we're going to have these covers over the windows. And, mm. I mean, it's going to be badass. Nice. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be it's is, going to be awesome. Is there going to be a podcast studio? <laughs> we'll have plenty of conference rooms to have podcasts conference in. Room. Yep. Blight. One Any of the- cause of impairment, destruction, ruin, or frustration to cause to wither or decay. Yep, wow. that's, it's a blighted that's area. Blight. That's a blighted, that's a blighted <laughs> area. But thanks, guys. I hey, was one gonna, of the we can have one of the podcasts <laughs> on the outside area because oh, we're going to have a a balcony, a porched area, so we can do the whole podcast outside. Nice, you know. So on those days during the winter when it rained or snowed every Wednesday, yeah. we can be out there. Nice. <laughs> so you know gonna, that's only about sixty days away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right, Dave. Isn't that so? Shh. So it's going to be a, a patio, like, a patio. Second floor. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look. At, we'll, we set it up to look. I mean, look at the mountains. That's what Colorado's about. So <laughs> nice. yeah, we'll have good job, guys. Yeah, it'll the be break room downstairs in the kitchen. We'll have an all glass garage door. So you know, when it's a nice day or morning or whatever, just you just open up. up the garage door and wow. you know, like all sounds little, like a club, right? Yeah, I'll come hang out. Club here. JFW, it's where we spend most of our time, right, guys? You guys, yep. you guys know that. So sure. yeah, and I think we've. We've increased the length of the building, uh, added a bay, um, have some other plans we're working on. So, right. yeah, we're things Exciting. are coming. It's just slow, you know. Just it seems fast because you're, we are, and you guys too, and the truck. We're so busy, right? You know, it seems slow, but seems fast at the same time. It may seem slow, but before you know it, we're going blank and ground will be broken. Or, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. especially it probably seems slower to you guys because you guys are the ones going to the county get like step by step in it right you know we're over here just day to day doing our thing and then one day you're gonna be like oh yeah this is done you know yeah when you're there at yard 23 every day you're like we're not doing nothing <laughs> right <laughs> this place is a mess we're not doing nothing yeah. this is blighted <laughs> yeah. good stuff yeah for sure super uh, exciting that's for sure yeah, yeah very exciting very so we are looking for mechanics for the swing shift right now. So if you know anybody that is a diesel mechanic that wants to get their foot in the door over here at JFW and work a swing shift with uh, little John and the crew, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys know anybody, you know, hate to steal it from another company, but 
If you run across anybody that's looking for a job, it is the swing shift, you guys. That is seven to two here. You know, I got to spit that out so you're not four to four to. I mean, what did I say? Seven to two? Yeah, yeah four sorry. To two. Four, four to two. Yep. Um, you know, the swing 42. shift. 42. And uh, uh, so that, I mean, that's kind of the drawback. But, uh, you know, the, John and the, and the guys, a good team here. You know, they treat themselves as, a, as a, almost a separate family from us because they're a, uh, a tight unit, you know, have their own dinners and that kind of stuff and celebrations. And, yeah, but we're, we're after – we need some good guys, you guys, to help the drivers out. So as a, as a driver, if you know anybody or anybody interested, uh, it's not really – I'd have to say it's not really a training position – uh, we need somebody. Yeah, we'd like someone with experience. Yeah, you know, to jump yeah. in there. But what is the sign-on bonus on that? Is that two thousand or three thousand? I don't remember our sign-on bonus. It's Twenty for the referral. Five. For I driver, say sign-on. I'm 2000. sorry. Referral. Yeah, okay. referral. Yeah, two thousand. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 honor that, won't we, Dave? Yeah. Absolutely. Ninety no. days, right? Yeah. 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 Same same as a driver. If you find yeah. a mechanic, will be the same rules as a driver. Get yes. you, get a sign-on bonus. So yeah, if you know anybody, pass the word. You know, send them our way. We'd love to love to extend our family. Sweet. Uh, I want to mention that we still have uh, books, courtesy of Linda. We have the Total Money Makeover books downstairs. If anybody wants to change their direction of their financial fitness, let Linda know, or you can let me know. I could grab you a book from Linda. And then uh, also the car show, the Brandon Car Show, is still coming up. What was the date on that, Brother Dave? Uh, it is the Saturday on the three-day weekend. What is that? The Labor Day weekend. Second? Could be. Well, Monday is the 4th. Third, second. So second, uh, yeah. Yeah, Monday's the fourth. Yeah. Right? yeah. We just need to know in advance so we can let them know so they yep. can save spots. So Rick Ray so. has him plus four or four total. Oh, you, also, Rick, you have can't a, have plus ones. Also, I have a total of four <laughs> four cars attending the car show. So, so Rick has five. Rick plus oh, three. Rick plus three. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you we guys just for, need to let, yeah. let Brandon know. Yep. So. And that is at their main office there off 70th in York. Cool. For JFW cars, Jim? So, like, is Mikey taking his hot rod? He could. He, yeah. he can, yeah, he absolutely. taking the Mustang, Jim? I, hopefully um, it's sold, or before that it's sold, Dave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you taking I'm, your pickup, Dave? Taking the Dodge. <laughs> I'm taking the tradesman. Yep. Favorite pickup truck ever. <laughs> There's a class for that, the tradesman class. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else for the discussion, guys, before we move on to questions from the audience? Just just be safe up at Fair Play. Please, yep. you guys, you head that way. You know, jump in and do your loads joyfully. You know, it, it all works out at the end. We need to be a team. We need to take care of the customers. Or Absolutely. Or the customer at this point. 100%. Uh, Ricardo Cordova asks, Will we ever see a JFW wrecker? I love that question. I, I do like that question because I've thought about it for a long time because it seems like we... We tow more now than ever. Yeah, ever, Dave, right? And, you know, we used to kind of tow our own trucks in when we couldn't afford a tow wrecker. And, and you know, that's a legitimate question. And there's different stages or abilities of a, of a tow wrecker that you can buy right now. And I know, I'm pretty sure... Like if you get a rotator, they're probably close to four to five hundred thousand mm. dollars, and a rotator is probably something we. That's probably a small rotator too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, I thought those things are like a million bucks. Yeah, could, could be depending on the on the rotator part sure. of it. You know, and we we don't have to have a rotator. You know, unless we're 
you know, we get into it as a business and a recovery, but I don't know, I, to have a driver that's trained well, doing it every day, you know, when we do need the wrecker, we got to pull somebody in probably from another truck unless we're really, unless we're really, we're going to make a whole division and go after that. But it would be in the long run, maybe awesome to have a tow wrecker here. But I wanted to throw this out as I, I looked it up for July because we, we track just tow wrecking. And for this year, seven months, we've spent $14,308. Mm. Well, last... We can tow a lot of things. We could tow a lot of things. For, for a lot of years. You know, a $100,000 record <laughs> right. that sits here, you know, training a guy, you know. So, yeah, business-wise, and that's all the decisions you have to look at. Yeah, Ricardo, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Not, you know, not when, like you said, Dave, we've towed more than we ever have, and we're only at 14000 bucks. Right. So, yeah, not a... Just but, to throw it out there, though, Western did that, what, 20 years ago, and they have a pretty successful um, recovery division. They do, but that, that's a little different situation, and maybe I have the story wrong, and you know, Mikey could probably easily correct me, but Western used to do all the repairs in their shop. They've always had a shop mm, that they've true. done outside repairs. Custom was their customer. And cu they custom custom towing custom yes. towing from years ago and yeah, the same same now. blue they're gone yeah. okay but they owed Western so much money for repairs oh I never knew that Jim yep that cust that Western took them over and goes poof here we have this whole we're in the towing industry we're in the towing industry <laughs> and Alvara got into the concrete business right right and that, I and that. I know V uh, V Gaines right that's mm -hmm. um, the, you know the owner of Western or the the founding father, he he's he kind of specializes. He's really good to going. Hey, um, we do a lot of graphics on our trucks. I'll buy a graphic business. You know, probably like you're saying, Dave. We had a lot of things towed, so we'll have a towing business. Mm -hmm. You know, he pulls different pieces in that helps his business eventually. And you know, it's not like we we couldn't do that, but I think we need to have a towing division. Then you know, right. we need to become competitive. Right, right, right. So yeah, and you can have your own tow truck that doesn't need to be registered as a tow vehicle if you only tow your vehicles. Mm -hmm. If we were to be for hire, we need to register it in a whole new category, and I believe they have their own PUC, Jim. Yeah, so I think, I you'd think have they to, are regulated. You're yeah, right. I think yep. you'd have to f file with the Public Utilities Commission to tow other people's right. stuff. So. How about those attachments that you see on the fifth wheels? J-Dogs. Is that what they're called? <laughs> <laughs> but you see them, you know. And, you do. And, and, you do. You know, typically yeah. it's just some company's tractor towing yeah. one of their that, breakdowns. That would probably be worth it, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Dave, that would be. But then you're, you know, just like Jim's talking about, are we really saving that much because we're having to bring a truck in off the road, right. out from making money, so you've stopped creating your income, you've got to put that unit on it. TNT's here every day, Dave. <laughs> you know, that, That'll that's be it. 0023. <laughs> 0023, right? And you think of that because we always we try to have a spare truck or we've always, oh, a spare truck would be great. Spare truck would be great. But then that truck becomes that truck that this guy drives, that guy drives, this guy drives, this guy drives. Pretty soon there's all sorts of stuff wrong with it because it's nobody's truck. Nothing gets written up. You it know, becomes or, a hunk of S-H-I-T. Yeah, or it, or it gets a check engine light. And I know we've been fighting TNT, but we don't have Cummins programming, you know, and then, and then, well, we don't have to get to that because you're not running it right now. We don't have to get yeah. to that because we're not running it right now. I would imagine we're going to get Cummins programming, aren't we? Because we've got five Cummins. We, yeah, we will. I would, I we would will. So. Yeah. You, you purchase that, you purchase new ones. And a lot of times that comes with it though, Dave. Oh, does it? Not a, not an outside well, or you get cool. a, you get a rebate. 
We're not know, saying we're yeah. going to put pressure on anyone, but Cummins better give us one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just, you know, bought five-year trucks. Yep. Right? You know, spent yep. half a million dollars. The good news is Cummins is uber excited. I mean, they've been known this is coming for a long time, and they are uber excited to have five of their engines in our fleet. Oh, nice. I mean, they are – Jeff, I believe his name is Turner. I mean, he's been talking to us about this X12 for years, and he's he's super excited. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm putting the cart before the horse, but I'm sure he's going to make whatever happen needs to happen. Good. Right? little customer service. I, I believe so. Going to go a long so, yeah. ways, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, not yeah, because there's there's going to be a fair amount of programming we need to go through and relearn and educate ourselves on on that engine in conjunction with that transmission and you know just everything about it. Right, we got to we have to tie the two together where we've got so many of the pack car engines and transmissions we've got that dialed in. So yeah, lots of stuff to learn and figure out. Ooh, dead space. That is growth, right, Jim? You mentioned that a couple weeks back about. That is the ultimate goal in any job or any company. It's growth. Yeah, absolutely. Or any person. Yeah, and, and changing, Dave. I, I just, I don't, some things you just can't do the same way, you know, over and over and over. And then even if you are doing them the same way, maybe your tools get better. Still the same way you're doing it, but your tools get better. You know, we, we you know, just briefly talked this morning. You know, we're, we had two great guys give notice in the swing shift. One doesn't want to work nights anymore, which is fine. The other one's going to go do a total different career, Dave. But you're like, okay, you know, we have trouble finding people for the swing shifts. You know, they don't want to work, you know, four to four to two, right? So can we, you know, spitballing, can we run, you know, have a group come in to four, at 4 a.m. and work till one or, or, or two in the afternoon? Let's keep the same hours but make them, you know, a.m. hours. And then can we have somebody come in and work two to seven? You know, can we get enough repairs with that hour in the morning for tires or that hour at night mm-hmm. or two hours at night after when the trucks are in here? Can we get enough repairs? And then the swing shift is, is no longer viable. You know, somebody's home by 8 o'clock and have, can have dinner with their family mm-hmm. still. It's a late dinner, but it's not somebody showing up at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, so right. it's it just missing all of your kids' home time after y- school or whatnot. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can. You know, there's just you have to look at every situation with a little bit of a turn. You know, it's like the, you know, the cell phones. We we can buy cell phone jammers for the trucks. You know, we can block that off. You know, but is that is that our goal, or can we not just ask you not to use your cell phone? It is the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like we're making it up, right, Jim? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Safety topic of the week. Kids are back to school this week. Watch out for the kids, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I've been when we went across that jam when you when i was a driver right. <laughs> you know but how dare you I, yeah how, how dare i but I, I remember pulling past a school in front of the school and the kids were on the sidewalk and uh you know waiting to cross the street and had the right away wasn't doing anything and i was going really slow but i i had a kid reach out and touch my trailer tires mm. as they were rolling just like it was intriguing to them right you know and touch the truck and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you just did that, you know. And right. and it and it wasn't me per, uh, personally, but a lot of the guys or one of the guys we were dumping at uh, 
what's the one right down downtown the college regis regis we were on campus and we had the truck in the air and i don't know if the guy was cleaning his tailgate out or i think he was done dumping but he was all the way up in the air but like the bell rang and a lot of the students college students come out of the school class just got out class just got out they walked under the trailer Mm. They were like, oh, they were. They, the driver was like, yeah, they're just. They were like looking at the trailer, walking right under the trailer, like, like what? What is that? You know. And I guess that's the, you know, people don't understand our danger. You know, that's for one thing. And then also when you're, we're talking, I'm talking about little kids. The kid that reached out was like ten years old. Like, oh, I, you know, look at that. You know, look at all the dumb stuff we touched that tire, right? But. But you guys, we we have to be prepared. Yeah, down at Regis, they were eighteen and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not. This is where lions and dinosaurs should still roam the streets. <laughs> way smarter people would be left here on the planet. Uh, uh, way smarter people. Better fast people, Dave. That's the bummer. I'm, yeah, but you still you can be, be dumb enough fast. To run. You can't argue with me. You, you can still, be dumb and fast. You, you, yeah, but you still got to be smart enough to run. <laughs> Right there's there's some fast people going. Well, dur, 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 look at the lion. Usually, usually fear takes over my stupidity. Chomp. I'm being quiet over here because I may or may not touch trailer tires while they're driving by New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's an intrigue, though, right? Jam is like, yep. oh, put it again. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't mean to make light of the back to school, but yeah, please watch be, out for the kids. Yeah, just be careful. The kids aren't really you know paying attention plus they take the right away thing way too far oh they do now yeah you know i had a guy tell me you know yeah having a right away is good but you don't want to be dead right you know yeah yeah you want to solve bicycle crashes give them so they can run stop signs that's legal but how about you go no you don't have the right away and maybe that will have less deaths (laughs) could be i don't know it doesn't make sense crazy stuff Tips and tricks from Ray Davis. He wants to talk about trailers this week. Ray says we have different types of trailers here at JFW. Whenever you get into a truck, part of your pre-trip should be knowing that the trailer is in compliance and everything is operating correctly. For example, which way does which way the tarp switch functions? Does the tarp open and close? Function check the PTO. Do you know how to use a PTO? Does the trailer come out of the saddle? If you're going to blow off a powder trailer, are you familiar with what valves need to be open to blow it off? Do you know how to clean it out once it's empty? If you don't know, ask. Don't just assume. It's easier to get help at the yard where there's lots of support versus out in the field where you can be very well out on your own. It's better to get the problem fixed before you leave the yard instead of having to come back to the yard. Hope all is well with you and your loved ones. Remember, safety has no blind spot. Sit up in that stool. Look and lean. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray, 0013. <laughs> Thanks, Ray Ray. Thanks, Ray. Good one this week. Well, every week. Yeah, not, not just this one. <clears throat> Some are better than others. Soup, <laughs> <laughs> you want to hit us with that high road, Holland? Sure. Um, so I'm going to change gears here because I had another high road, Holland, ready to go about uh, perseverance, but... I'm going to save that for another week. Um, High Road Hollands are always about positive things that aren't necessarily um, about trucking. They're about life. And I stumbled, literally stumbled on this article um, that uh, our good friend Mick Walker had forwarded to me all the way back in 2016. Wow. 
And I told Mick I would get it on the uh, on the pod, or well, sorry, uh, in the safety meeting on the high road hauling. And I never, ever did. I went back and looked, and, and I don't have it in really? my records. Yeah. Wow, Dave. So, But you had it. You had it. You just didn't use it. No, I didn't. I stumbled wow. on it in an old email that populated when I was searching something else. Yeah. And um, it's a really neat story, but it's a little bit long. But uh, we have the time today, so I thought today would be a really good time to read it. Um, it's called The Leadership and the Janitor. And it's by a gentleman, uh, actually a major colonel retired in the United States Air Force by the name of James Mochgat. Um, and he did go to the uh, Air Force Academy down in Colorado Springs. But anyway, that's what this story is about. So I'm going to go ahead and start. William Bill Crawford was an unimpressive figure, one you could easily overlook during a hectic day at the U.S. Air Force Academy. Mr. Crawford, as most of us referred to him back in the late 1970s, was our squadron janitor. While we cadets busied ourselves preparing for academic exams, athletic events, Saturday morning parades, and room inspections, or never-ending leadership classes, Bill quietly moved about the squadron, mopping and buffing floors, emptying trash cans, cleaning toilets, or just tidying up the mess that 100 college kids can leave in a dormitory. Sadly, and for many years, few of us gave much notice, uh, rendering little more than a passing nod or throwing a curt morning in his direction as we hurried off to our daily routines. Why? Perhaps because it was the way he did his job. He always kept the squadron area spotlessly clean. Even the toilets and showers gleamed. Frankly, he just did his job so well, none of us had to notice or get involved. After all, cleaning the toilets was his job, not ours. Maybe it was his physical appearance that made him disappear into the background. Bill didn't move very quickly, and in fact, you could say he even shuffled a bit. As if he suffered from some sort of injury, his gray hair and wrinkled face made him appear ancient to a group of young cadets. And his crooked smile, well, it looked a little funny. Face it, Bill was an old man working in a young person's world. What did he have to offer us on a personal level? Maybe it was Mr. Crawford's personality that rendered him almost invisible as well. Young people around him, uh, Bill was always shy and painfully so. He seldom spoke to a cadet unless they addressed him first, and that didn't happen very often. Our janitor always buried himself in his work, moving about with stooped shoulders, a quiet gait, and an, and an adverted gaze. He noticed... If he noticed the hustle and bustle of cadet life around him, it was hard to tell. For whatever re reason, Bill blended into the woodwork and became just another fixture around the squadron. The Academy is one of our nation's premier leadership laboratories, and it kept us busy from dawn till dusk. And Mr. Crawford, well, he was just a janitor. That changed one fall, Saturday afternoon in 1976, when I was reading a book about World War II and the tough Allied ground campaign in Italy when I stumbled across an incredible story. On September 13, 1943, a private William Crawford from Colorado assigned to the 36th Infantry Division had been involved in some bloody fighting on Hill Number no. 424 near Alta Villa, Italy. The words on this page leapt out at me. In the face of intense and overwhelming hostile fire, 
with no regard for personal safety on his own initiative, Private Crawford single-handedly attacked fortified enemy uh, positions, and it continued saying, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at risk of life above and beyond the call of duty from the President of the United States. Holy cow, I said to my roommate, you're not going to believe this, but I think our janitor is a Medal of Honor recipient. We all knew Mr. Crawford was a World War II Army, excuse me, Army veteran, but that didn't keep my friend from looking at me as if I was some sort of alien being. Nonetheless, we couldn't wait to ask Bill about the story. We met Mr. Crawford bright and early on Monday morning and showed him the page in question. And we had anticipation and doubt on our faces. He, start, he stared at it for a few silent moments and then quietly uttered something like, yep, that's me. Mouths agape, my roommate and I looked at one another and then at the book. And we quickly looked back at Bill and said almost at once, why didn't you ever tell us about it? And he slowly rep replied after some thought, that was one day in my life and it happened a long time ago. Well, we were all at a loss for words, but we had to hurry off to class and Bill, well, he had chores to, to attend to. After that brief exchange, things were never again the same around the squadron. Word spread like wildfire among the cadets that we had a hero in our midst. Mr. Crawford, our janitor, had been bestowed the medal. Cadets who had once passed by Bill with hardly a glance now greeted him with a smile and a respectful, good morning, Mr. Crawford. Those who had before left a mess for the janitor to clean up started taking it upon themselves to put things in order. Cadets, cadets routinely stopped to talk to Bill throughout the day and we even began inviting him to our formal squadron functions. He would show up dressed in a conservative dark suit and quietly talk to those approached him. Uh, the only sign of his heroics being a simple blue star-spangled lapel pin. Almost overnight, Bill went from being a simple fixture in our squadron to one of our teammates. Mr. Crawford changed too, but you had to look closely to notice the difference. After that fall day in 1976, he seemed to move with more purpose. His shoulders didn't seem to be as stooped. He met our greetings with a direct gaze and a stronger good morning in return. He flashed his crooked smile more often. The squadron gleamed as always, but everyone now seemed to notice it more. Bill even got to know most of us by our first names, <clears throat> something that didn't happen often at the academy. While no one ever formally acknowledged the change, I think we became Bill's cadets and his squadron. As often life in life happens, events sweep us away from those in our past. The last time I saw Bill was on graduation day in June 1977. As I walked out of the squadron for the last time, he shook my hand and simply said, good luck, young man. With that, I embarked on a career that has been truly lucky and blessed. Mr. Crawford continued to work at the academy and eventually retired in his native Colorado, one of four Medal of Honor recipients who lived in the small town of Pueblo. A wise person once said, it's not life that's important but those who, who you meet along the way that make the difference. Bill was one of those who made a difference for me. Bill Crawford, our janitor, taught me many, many valuable, unforgettable leadership lessons, and I think of him often. Here are 10 I'd like to share. Be cautious of labels. 
Labels you place on people may define your relationship to them and bind their potential. Sadly, and for a long time, we labeled Bill as just a janitor, but he was so much more. Therefore, be cautious of a leader who callously says, hey, he's just an airman, or likewise, don't tolerate one who says, I can't do that, I'm just a lieutenant. Everyone deserves respect. Because we hung the janitor label on Mr. Crawford, we often wrongly treated him with less respect than others. He deserved so much more, and not just because he was received, just because he received the Medal of Honor, Bill deserved respect because he was a janitor. He walked among us and was part of our team. And courtesy makes a difference. Be courteous to all around you, regardless of rank or position. Military customs as well as common courtesies help bond a team. When our daily words to Mr. Crawford turned from perfunctory, you can look that one up, hmm. to heartfelt greetings, his demeanor and personality outwardly changed. It made a difference for all of us. And take time to know, to know your people. Life in the military is hectic, but that's no excuse for not knowing the people for you work for and with. For years, a hero walked amongst us at the academy, and we never knew it. Who are the heroes that walk in your midst? Anyone can be a hero. Mr. Crawford certainly didn't fit anyone's standard definition of a hero. Moreover, he was just a private on the day he earned his medal. Don't, settle for your, don't sell your people short. For any one of them may be the hero who rises to the occasion when duty calls. On the other hand, it's easy to turn your proven performers, excuse me, on the other hand, it's easy to turn to your proven performers when the chips are down. But don't ignore the rest of the team. Today's rookie could and should be tomorrow's superstar. Leaders should be humble. Most modern day heroes and some leaders are anything but humble especially if you calibrate your hero meter on today's athletic fields. End zone celebrations um, and so forth are what we've come to expect from sports greats. Not Mr. Crawford. He was too busy working to celebrate his past heroics. Leaders would be well served to do the same. And life won't always hand you what you think you deserve. We in the military work hard and dang it, we deserve recognition, right? However, sometimes you have to preserve, persevere, even when accolades don't come your way. Perhaps you weren't nominated for junior officer or airman of the quarter as you thought you should. Don't let that stop you. I love this quote. Don't pursue glory, pursue excellence. Private Bill Crawford, <clears throat> excuse me, Private Bill Crawford didn't pursue glory. He did his duty and then swept the floors. No job is beneath a leader. If Bill Crawford, a Medal of Honor recipient, could clean latrines and smile, then, there is, there, then is there a job beneath your dignity? Think about it. Number nine, pursue excellence. No matter what life task hands you, do it well. Dr. Martin Luther King said, if life makes you a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper you can be. Mr. Crawford modeled that philosophy in helped make our dormitory area a home. Life is a leadership laboratory. All too often we look to some school or class to teach us about leadership, when in fact, life is a leadership laboratory. 
Those you meet every day will teach you enduring lessons if you just take time to stop and look and listen. I spent four years at the Air Force Academy, took dozens of classes, read hundreds of books, met thousands of great people, and I gleaned leadership skills from all of them. But one of the people I remember most is Mr. Bill Crawford. Uh, the lessons he unknowingly taught um, to me, I don't miss the opportunity to learn um, from anybody that crossed my path. Bill Crawford was a janitor. However, he was also a teacher, friend, role model, and one great American hero. Thanks, Mr. Crawford, for some valuable leadership lessons. And uh, this is kind of a, a follow-up on this dude. Private William John Crawford was a scout for 3rd Platoon Company 1, 142nd Regiment, 36th Infantry Division, fighting in Italy during war, World War II on September 13, 1943, just four days after the invasion of Salerno. Crawford was a hero lauded by peers for his actions in combat, but was missing in action and presumed dead. Army Major General Terry Allen presented Crawford's Medal in, of Honor posthumously to his father, George, on May 11, 1944, at Camp what is now Fort Carson near Colorado Springs. It was later learned that Mr. Crawford was alive in a POW camp. He returned to the United States after 18 months in captivity. Crawford retired from the Army after 23 years and went to work as a janitor at the U.S. Air Force Academy so that he could remain close to the military. Master Sergeant William J. Crawford passed away in 2000 and he is buried on the grounds of the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Wow. So, very cool. Kind of a long story, you guys, but very good. No, very that, was, good. Yeah. that was awesome, Dave. I was, I was riveted. Love, love stories like that. Here's a picture of the guy. Oh, wow. Of his award? There oh. was pictures no. of, in, the, in the article. <laughs> no. Yes, there was pictures of this guy, and they have uh, a, like a 15-foot statue of him in Pueblo. Wow, that's yes. cool. Good stuff. Final thoughts, everybody? I don't know if I can, I can top that final thought. I mean, don't it just makes me, you know, emotional, goosebumps, a, a hero that the, you know, just did what he had to that one day. Yep. I mean, you, people, I can't, I can't imagine, I can, I can dream of it, I guess, or think about it, or it makes me emotional, but I don't think anybody today realizes what that what's yeah. that what's that about yeah you know it's it's so you know we watch a good tv show or play a video game and that's as close as we get to real real war i mean i i still know there's stuff going on over middle east we still have heroes you know every day in our military but it's not war like they saw no Jim. no and, and i'm and, not I mean, again we, just like you're saying not belittling it it's different yeah, yeah. you know i mean we I, we just took Sam out to college last weekend, and we took a two-day drive out to Indiana and left his pickup there, and we flew home Sunday, and we downloaded uh, the story Unbreakable, mm. and that was about, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I mean, he wound up being a, a, an Olympian in the 1936 Olympics, but he was this troubled kid, always raising hell. You know, the town wanted to basically boot him out, you know, because he just was stirring up so much trouble. And 
I mean, he made it to the Olympics when he was 19, right? He was barely just out of high school. Then he was, uh, you know, uh, drafted in the military and flying these planes before the before the one good version of bombers came out well actually they had the i think it was the b-19 bombers god i'm gonna have this all massacred i feel so bad even talking about it and they came out with like version two of those bombers and they were just they were damn near death traps right Mm. but what was great about them is the distance they could fly so they gave us such an upper hand and i'm just far enough in the in the audio tape as we were listening to it I mean, one of the missions they went and flew that the plane they were in, they dubbed it Superman and painted a Superman on the bottom of it and then flew all these missions. But it literally came back, and to this date, if I'm not mistaken, when they landed, they landed on one engine out of four, which was virtually unheard of. The plane would barely fly with that. It literally ran out of fuel when it landed, but it had 572 bullet holes in it hmm. wow. holy cow and only one person on the plane died and wow. it was everyone shot up injured and what these guys survived and lived through and created the america we know today mm. right and it just you know you hear stories about this guy dave that you just talked about and i'm just wowed by it right and you know here we are sitting back you know complaining about our little issues or you know, some of the things that we don't like about our government or whatever. And yeah, I mean, the people that truly sacrificed for us to be where we're at today, unsung heroes, unsung heroes. It's just amazing, you know, and we should be so thankful for that. I wish we actually had more, a better society for the people that that provided us our freedoms. Mm -hmm. I wish we were a better society today for the people that have gotten us here from our past. Mm-hmm. It would it would mean a lot more to me because it, it feels like we're in troubled times and it's, I don't know how to fix it. Yep. Maybe that's yeah. my closing thoughts. I'm not sure. I think so, Dave. Yeah. I love the 10 uh, things that he gleaned from Mr. Crawford about like labels and things. Yeah. And we're all uh, guilty. Oh, oh very totally. Guilty. Labeling people and... Man, you just got to not think that way. And that person is truly human and great and, you know, not just a janitor and right. whatever. Or homeless, for instance. Uh, right. You know? not, not just a truck driver. Right. Not just a truck driver, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at, Dave. I, I, it's not the same thing, but I dug it right up. And, you know, your story, Super Dave, and what you're talking about is... And it's the same thing to me as, as what a hero. But I said, you know, what does doing the right thing mean? And uh, doing the right thing generally means making decisions that are not based on your own personal needs. And, you know, the, the Crawford there, you know, to, to, to be a hero, that wasn't, on a, that wasn't about his own needs, you know. And the, the people in that airplane, like you're telling the story, Dave, that wasn't about their own needs. That was about America's. That was about, yep. you know, their families and a country and the flag and God and responsibilities and it, it, nothing to do with their, their personal needs. And it says here, and, and perfect story, Dave. I mean, I can't believe how we both wrote this down. And it says, you know, your personal needs that don't expand your popularity or enforce your personal beliefs. And... 
he he wasn't as a janitor. He wasn't popular, Dave. Hmm. It's just a janitor. Nobody didn't even didn't matter to him the time of day. Didn't matter to him. Yeah, and it means doing what is best for the greater and common good, which he did one day, one day out of his life, and he was fine to be a janitor the rest hmm. of his life. You know, you know, he did so doing it being a janitor too. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Took his care his work. All of yeah. those cadets, which yep. he felt obviously super close to the military. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and you're and you're so right. And then you know it ends here, and I, I think about this all the time because you know so many people, you, you you just don't. Some examples are some examples of doing the right thing, in the one. And I know we've talked about this, but maintaining your character when no one is watching. I mean, I just I think about that all the time. You know, when I put. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe secretly, I hope I'd get some recognition, you know. But I was, I was just in Home Depot or Lowe's or something with, with James this weekend. Did you push some carts back, Jim? No. <laughs> we do need to come up with an award for that. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the cart. I, I should. I, I probably will read it because Jr. sent me a text right quick just before the podcast. So I'll, 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 I know we're, since we're talking about it. But anyway, the 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 box of the big cock tubes. Had fallen out, the great big ones. Mm. had fallen out and rolled on the floor, and everybody's walking around them. Everybody's walking around them, and I, I had to stop and pick them all up and put them back. <laughs> right. I just couldn't walk by, and I guess maybe someday I'm hoping going somebody and go, "Holy smokes! I can't believe you put those back." Maybe I'm after that, but <laughs> I just had to put them back. Yeah. You know, it just was like that's the right things. I don't care who's watching. Yeah. You know, it just Jim. I think when I retire, I should get a job. Like <clears throat> just working in retail, fixing the shelves. <laughs> I get it. When I'm looking at greeting cards, I can't stand it when one is in the wrong slot. <laughs> and Jackie yells at me. She's like, "Would you come on? We got more things to do." Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The the short one. I'm, I am going to look up that for the shopping cart since we since we talked about it here. But uh, it says, "Why is doing the right thing so important?" And I'm just going to, the first one, it improves your mental health. Mm. And I think if you yes. feel good about yourself, if you do something good, it, 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 it cements your mental health. Yeah, right. that's you know, for and, sure. And no matter how, that, how your mental health is, how you want to look at it, puts a, puts a smile on your, on your face or not, mm-hmm. you know, it is just, it's just funny. So JR sent this to me about the, um, and, and it, Looking at it a little different way. So it says, don't keep people who don't put their carts away in your circle. It tells you a lot about them. Mm. They are too lazy to properly handle something that was provided and used for their benefit. They would rather pass on their responsibilities to another person. So you're Mm. just going, oh, somebody else will put that cart away. And the third thing is they have no regard for inconvenienced caused by others. Mm. And then it just ends with character shows, just watch. Wow. So ah, I don't know. We we could all be better. I'm not I'm not perfect, but I sure makes my mental health better when I try. <laughs> yeah. It does it that. You could sleep well knowing you put the cock away. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was gonna skip that word, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, ju- doing that, Jim, benefited others. 
right? It, I mean, it it did in Dave. many ways. So yeah, they but walk I, around it in the aisle. They can go right to the box of cock that they're looking for. Yeah, um, but but like it says it here here, Dave. It didn't it, it didn't benefit me in any way, Dave. Right, and it, and. You know, except for my mental health, if you want to look at it that mm-hmm. way. But you're right; it helped everybody else. Somebody tripping on it, somebody falling on it. You know, being able to find the right stuff on the shelf, like your greeting card. You know, matching it up to where it was at, because people are too lazy to, you know, ba- I'm lazy too inconvenience to put it back. Mm-hmm. You know, it just. You just think about that person that looks at ten of them and puts them all back in another slot. Yeah. Because they can't look for the row that they right. grabbed yeah. it from. And it's, and it's being better, doing the right yeah. thing. We talk about it. No doubt. <clears throat> Anybody else? I'm good. Good. Everybody good? I just want to say if anybody wants an art, uh, a copy of that article, I'd be glad to print one up for you. Um, it really – I always feel like I read so much better when I'm just reading to myself, and I can just blow through that article, and <laughs> it just makes so much sense. And then I'm reading it out loud, and I'm stumbling in my words, and I'm not breathing in the right places and everything. And <laughs> So, you know, if you want to get a better grip on it and read it again or whatnot, you know, to get more out of it, just let me know. Yeah, I think you did a good job, Dave. Yeah, you always do a good job. I'd appreciate an emailed copy to me. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yep. All right, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find Amber's mom. Links to our story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. Right on. Nice. Together Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a safe week. Have a great week. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition. Any Rocky Mountain day, our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. I hear there's a couple million tons to move. I see them everywhere. So you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear. There's another run to make. We gotta get it there on time. We got what it takes to lay it all out on the line. We lay it all out on the line. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. 
those big, bright, shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They've got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down, and they keep that diesel trucking. Keep that hammer down, and keep that diesel trucking. See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat. They've gotta put the hammer down and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 2-3, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome, and thanks for listening.